in the Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a dynamic duo who share the joy of the Catholic faith through catechesis and conversation on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you, October 19th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us. Beautiful morning out there. Yesterday, beautiful afternoon. I got out and walked for the first time in a while. I was telling my wife, it seems like I haven't been, I don't know, for whatever reason, busy weather, whatever. Got out yesterday, hit the streets. Fantastic. Oh. It was beautiful. It was a nice afternoon. I took a little stroll. I did not go for a walk, but it was a little stroll outside and uh, just took in some nice weather, talked to the neighbors, watched my son come in, yelled at him for parking too close to my car. Good for you. It was like a typical afternoon. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Got to yell at the sun at least once a day. At least uh, once a day. Good for you. Well, yes, it was gorgeous. (laughs) Coming in this morning, too, I've noticed this when, when it's been clear there is a planet in the sky yes. south, about uh, southeast. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be southeastern sky. I believe it's Venus. That's That would be my guess, yeah. too. I definitely noticed a lot of stars of, uh, up here on Sylvan Hill this morning, too, when I came out. You could see, I think it's Orion, mm-hmm. and then, but yeah, I know what you're yeah. talking about. It's funny, too, because we went out last night, and looked at the moon, mm-hmm. and it was a perfect little sliver. Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah, there's. Can I it. can't remember what production company it is that begins at movies. Uh, I think they're typically like kid movies or something. But there's a yeah. picture of the moon with like a boy fishing off the I, end. I know exactly what you're saying. That was the that? moon that we saw. Ah, uh, see now that's gonna drive me crazy because it, uh, I know it's like. SKG or yeah. something, I thought, mm. but I can't recall. I mean, maybe, and it might have changed too, yeah. but that's that real iconic. Maybe it's a partner with Disney. I'm not sure. What's but. the uh, Ron Howard production company? Oh, I was thinking, is, it, could is be. it the Ron Howard production company? I don't mm. know. Yeah, I'll have to go to the Google. Now on we'll that have one. to go See? to the Google at now, the break and yeah. figure that one out. <laughs> now, I got, now, my, now I have work cut out for me already this morning. <laughs> Trying to ease into the day, and now look at this. Now i got to go searching for stuff. But, yeah, beautiful day. Looks like today's going to be very nice as well, and pretty nice for Friday, too. I mean, today, 72, Friday, 71, Saturday, not bad. Sunday, may see a little rain rolling later in the day. But uh, So, really, I think a pretty good weekend ahead. Okay. So, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be nice. I love it. I love it. So, uh, how was your afternoon? Did you, I yeah? did. Uh, now, about uh, we've talked about this before, and anybody who's got a big family, even in my family is big. I mean, like they're yeah. all big kids, so they eat even more than yeah. typically. Uh, did the haul at Costco? Cha-ching. I about swallowed my tongue <laughs> when I realized how much. And and it wasn't. I mean, granted, it's Costco, so you buy stuff ten, fifteen dollars at a time. Yeah, really, that's how things go. Now I, I you know, had to fill the freezer with some meat, so that's you, you buy know, half a beef while you were there. Thirty dollar yeah, packets yeah. there. But uh, one cart, we got it into one cart, and then there's the embarrassing part when you go to check out and you have to get a second cart yeah. because you got it packed in there so tightly that it doesn't fit in there again. And we had to haul out of there with two carts and a long, <laughs> long receipt. Yes. And then, you know, of course, and then there's the embarrassment because the guy's there checking yeah. you, your receipt and 
oh, you got two cards. Like, what are you people doing? Right. But this is a couple months. We Again, we don't do that every month, but I really recognize inflation. Sure. We have never been able to spend that much money on just a regular haul. Uh, so I was like, ugh, well, there you go. And then when you get that big haul, then it's a big event once you get home yeah, I see. to get it all out of the Gotta truck, it, yeah. unpack it, separate some things before it goes into the freezer. I mean, that, it it was an endeavor. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Adversely, we went in there one evening and we needed just one item, one little item that they had. And that's all we bought. And when we checked out, the guy looks at it, he goes... That's, that's it. That's it. That's all you. That's all you're getting. That's it. That's it. That's, that's all right. Okay. That's all I, need. I don't that know that thing. I've ever walked out of Costco with one <laughs> thing. That maybe the only time that's ever happened, David, is when I had the big haul, got yeah. out to my car, and realized I forgot the one thing I went in to go get. Yeah, so then it's go back, back into it. the Costco through the whole long line, and then one item. That's it. Back in the day, remember when there was a run on toilet paper. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> I do remember yeah. that. What were we thinking? Yeah, what ha- when was that? That was the pandemic, I believe. It was Started the pandemic. The pandemic. Yeah. Pan- everybody panics. Pan- First thing you got to get, <laughs> got to get toilet paper. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, of all of the things. Did you buy toilet paper while you were there yesterday? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so you got you, It's a rarity if you go into Costco and you don't buy toilet paper. Toilet paper, the big case of water. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're And now I've got, you know, five gallons of ketchup, too, because (laughs) you can only buy those in the three-pack. That's right. uh, Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yes, uh, (laughs) you're going to have to uh, now be austere the rest of the week. That's it. No more eating out this month. That's it. What do you have coming up today? David, it's a new direction for Catholic education in the Archdiocese of Portland. The Archbishop names a new office and a new director to take charge. All right. And you know what today is? <gasps> At 1019 this mm-hmm. morning, it is the Great Oregon Shakeout. So uh, we'll talk about that. So we got a great show ahead for you on this Thursday morning. Let's start things today with Julie Hoy, Green Light. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
That is Julie Hoy and Green Light. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's David and Brenda with you on this Thursday morning. Well, we're going to do some Catholic answers for you with some blue-collar questions. That's right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. You would send the Holy Spirit to them send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Jesuit High School invites all interested students and families to attend an open house on Sunday, October 29th from 1 to 4 p.m. Jesuit High School, located on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway in Portland, is a Catholic college preparatory school in the Ignatian tradition that serves students from all backgrounds from grades 9 through 12. Jesuit strives to form women and men for others who are people of compassion, conscience, and competence. Register at jesuitportland.org forward slash open house. 
Matre Day Radio is in prayerful pursuit of a Catholic media all-star. Are you passionate about engaging others into a joyful encounter with Jesus Christ? You could be our next show host and media producer. This full-time position leads the planning, promotion, and execution of outstanding dynamic Catholic programming across multiple platforms, including the Hail Mary Media app. Matre Day Radio offers you competitive pay, medical, dental, and vision insurance, a retirement account with a company match, and unique chances for spiritual growth and development. Could a spot on our evangelization team be the right place for you? Don't wait. Get all the details on this exciting opportunity now and find out how to apply at MatradayRadio.com. That's MatradayRadio.com to learn more. You could be our next show host and media producer, helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Matraday Radio. 713 at Day Radio. Again, beautiful morning out there. It could be some patchy fog where you're at, so watch for that. Then sunny this afternoon, high of 72 degrees. Partly cloudy overnight tonight, low of 55. And then partly sunny for Friday, high of 71. Currently, it is 51 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic School in Vancouver. And 49 degrees at St. Cecilia Church in Beaverton. Did you know that defending the teachings of the Catholic faith doesn't need to be complicated, nor does it require a Ph.D. and years of training? In fact, if you use a little common sense and some simple logic, you can highlight flaws in Protestant teaching. And in his new book, A Blue Collar Answer to Protestantism, John Martinoni lays out concise, candid, and power-packed arguments about what they believe what you believe too. John is joining me today to tell us more about it. Good morning, John. Welcome back to the show. Brenda, pleasure to be back with you. I appreciate you allowing me back on. (laughs) Well, we had such a good time last time. I thought this is right up my alley because I often just feel inadequate. In fact, I listen to Catholic shows here at Mater Dei Radio. Those hosts are so amazing and quick to answer questions and to throw up arguments where I feel like I just don't have the ability to do that. But isn't that kind of where we should first start, is that we should all feel like and have the ability to defend what we believe? Yes. and I mean, God calls on all of us to be able to defend what we believe. And, and like you said in the intro, but you don't, you don't need, he's not calling on all of us to have a master's or Ph.D. in theology in order to be able to do that. So what I do is I've, I figured out, because I'm a simple person, I figured out that, well, I need to, to use some common sense and a little logic, and I'll, I'll throw in the Bible here and there, but, but common sense and simple logic, what I call the blue-collar way, you can def- anybody can defend the faith, they can explain the faith to others, and they can also make other people think about what it is they believe and why they believe it, and maybe plant some seeds of truth with those other people. I mean, I've had moms tell me, Brenda, that their nine-year-old kids are using my stuff. Mm. But then I've had, I, I mean, not too long ago, from your area, a, a chemistry professor at a, at a major college got hold of my stuff. And he's like, well, I've never seen this stuff before, and he's using it. And so, you know, it's, it's for everybody sitting out there in the pews. 
I love this idea, too, about how you say it just it's a little bit of logic and some common sense. So what's a typical way that we like to muddle up explaining what we believe when we just need to use that common sense, a little logic to point out a Protestant's belief in order to try to explain and defend ours? Well, what a lot of times what people do is, what Catholics will do is over-explain. Like somebody will say, well, where in the Bible does it say anything about Mary being assumed body and soul into heaven? You know, and, and, and I've heard Catholics go, well, if you look at the history and the tradition and this and this, and the early church fathers said this, and this guy said this and this. No, no, no. I mean, you can do all that if you want, if, if you know how. Excellent. But all, the simple response I use is, well, where in the Bible does it say she wasn't assumed into heaven? You know, mm-hmm. and, and they're like, well, um, well, but it's not in the Bible. I said, well, you know, do you believe in altar calls? Yeah, that's not in the Bible. So if you believe in altar calls and they're not in the Bible, why can't I believe in Mary being assumed into heaven if that's not directly in the Bible? Although, again, I can give evidence for indirectly, that Mary was assumed into heaven from Scripture. But, yeah, nowhere does the Bible say Mary was assumed body and soul into heaven, but nowhere does it say Mary was not assumed body and soul into heaven. So it's just that easy to flip it, flip it around and put the other person on the defensive rather than, you know, the Catholic always having to be on the defensive and always having to answer the questions. Joining me today, it is the wonderful John Martinoni. His new book is A Blue-Collar Answer to Protestantism, Catholic Questions Protestants Can Answer. It is out by Sophia Institute Press. Well, John, here at Mater Day Radio, we air Catholic Answers. And for many people, that's their introduction into the Catholic faith, and especially into Catholic radio. When we ask, you know, what what got you hooked on Catholic radio? People go, it was Catholic Answers. Yeah. So using that model, you've created this book, Question and Answers. You can get right to the question and the answer that you are looking for. So lay out this book a little bit more and let people know how they can use the book rather than just read letters on a page. Right. Well, the book has two major sections. The first major section is called Problems with Protestantism. And I, I say that that section is looking at the forest instead of the trees. It's looking at, at the major assumptions behind Protestant theology, whereas the second half of the book is called Questions Protestants Can't Answer, and it's got 30 questions that, uh, you know, the Protestant can give you some semblance of an answer, but I guarantee you, because I've used these questions in my own personal experience talking to thousands of Protestants over the last 25 years, the, the answer they give to these questions will either contradict Scripture or it will contradict their theology. So in other words, it has to plant a seed with them because it puts them in a theological bind. And again, it's not to, it's not to prove them wrong or show them up, or it's, it's to make them think, why do you believe what you believe? You know, you're not you're not really thinking about this, Mr. Baptist or Miss Evangelical, right? So, uh, so that's the second half. Thirty questions, and and one of the questions is, uh, for example, who wrote the Gospel of Mark, and how do you know? Well, I mean, that's just common sense. You, know, you go by the Bible alone. The Scripture is your sole infallible authority. So, you believe the Gospel of Mark is the 
inerrant, inspired Word of God? Absolutely, says the Baptist or the, Pro- or the Protestant or Evangelical. Why? You know, where in the Bible does it say some guy named Mark wrote the Gospel of Mark, and he was inspired by the Holy Spirit, so we know it's inerrant and, and uh, you know, inspired by God? Where does the Bible say it? Well, the Bible doesn't. Mm-hmm. So... That means you're relying on some authority outside of the Bible to even have your Bible in the first place, which means this whole sola scriptura thing, going by the Bible, is logically inconsistent. You know, I go by the Bible alone, but I have to have an authority outside of the Bible in order to have my Bible. That makes no logical sense whatsoever. And it's those kind of questions that, again, all you're trying to do is make the other person think. Or here's another one. Sola fide is another big Protestant uh, uh, dogma, it, and it means you're saved by faith alone. Only faith saves you. So the question I ask in the book, well, do you have to love God in order to be saved? And if you're sola fide, faith alone, the answer from your theology is no. You don't have to love God in order to be saved. But if you read Scripture and God is love, you have to love God above all else, love your neighbors, that's a ridiculous answer. So, but if you say, yes, you do have to love God, well, then it's not salvation by faith alone. It's salvation by faith and love. All just common sense, simple logic. And you have just thrown major, major buckets of water on the two main doctrines of Protestantism, sola scriptura and sola fide. I think that is perfect. And again, uh, John, you just did that in the span of about two and a half minutes. I mean, the the two big pillars, that's it right there in two and a half minutes. I love this book and I want to know more about it, but I am already coming up against my break. Please stay with me through the break. We're going to pick up our conversation in the next half hour. 722 at Mater Day Radio. Well, if you didn't get an opportunity to participate in our 2023 Fall share no worries. Just go to our website right there on the front page, Fall share Click on that, and you'll see all of the information about our 2023 Fall share Do you remember, Brenda, what the uh, theme was? Be changed. It was be changed. And we Mm -hmm. had some wonderful guests talking about that and volunteers answering phones. It was just really a wonderful week. And thank you to everybody who has participated. But again, if you didn't get a chance, just go to our website right there. You can make an online pledge. That is at materdayradio.com, or you can do it through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Francis Speaks, from the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows. A New Kind of Fool The Lord has called me into the way of simplicity and humility, and He has indeed made this way known through me and through all who choose to believe me and follow me. 
so I prefer you not to talk to me about any other rule, whether St. Benedict's or St. Augustine's or St. Bernard's, nor recommend any other ideal or manner of life than that which the Lord, in His mercy, has revealed and given to me. He told me I am to be a new kind of fool in this world. A reflection from Through the Year with Francis of Assisi by Father Murray Bodo. Learn more at olpretreat.org. That's olpretreat.org. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at HolyFamilyClinic.com. That's HolyFamilyClinic.com. With the autumn season comes football and tailgating, and there's no better way to score a touchdown than by passing that old vehicle of yours to Mater Day Radio. We're happy to accept your donation of a car, truck, van, RV, or boat. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. Not only that, you are joining a winning team that's supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. So score some points by checking out our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. They're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 726 at Mater Day Radio, and this morning is the Great Oregon Shakeout. We'll talk about that in the news. And a new direction and a new director for the Office of Catholic Education for the Archdiocese of Portland. I'll have that announcement for you coming up in four minutes. It's PJ Anderson now with Victorious. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Garden tomb was our hope. Was it really you? Was our hope? Was it really you? No grief can hold you down. Prison from the ground. Victorious over sin
P.J. Anderson and Victorious. It is 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this morning, the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon has announced a new direction for Catholic education in Catholic schools in Western Oregon. The goal, they say, is to integrate Archdiocesan Catholic schools more deeply into the evangelizing mission of each parish and the wider Archdiocesan church. Now, in pursuit of this goal, they welcome Elias Moe as the director of Catholic education in the newly formed Office for the Mission of Catholic Education, effective January 2024. Archbishop Sample is commissioning Elias to help renew and reform our Catholic schools and other Catholic educational efforts within the Archdiocese. Elias is nationally recognized as a visionary leader in the realignment of Catholic education with the heart and mind of the church and a rich educational heritage. Elias and his family are relocating to Portland from Denver and it will start January. In a posted introduction letter, Elias outlines initial steps he plans to take once he's at his post first to get to know our community across the Archdiocese of Portland and to spend time in prayer asking the Lord to reveal to us his plans and his desire for the mission of Catholic education in Western Oregon. His message ends by saying, May I request one thing? Please pray for me. It would be a great blessing to receive the grace of your prayers for me and my family as we transition to Oregon and as I begin this ministry with you. I would also be grateful to be blessed by your patience and understanding as I get acclimated to the Archdiocese of Portland and to get to know our community. I feel the earth move under my feet. I feel the sky. Hey, you know what today is? Oh, I do. Once
once a year I get to play this song. That's right. It's the Great Oregon Shakeout. It is part of an annual global self-led drill that encourages people to prepare for and practice how to stay safe during an earthquake. So nearly 600,000 Oregonians have already registered at shakeout.org to take part in this year's event. So this morning's Great Oregon Shakeout Earthquake Drill will take place at 10.19 a.m. No matter where you are at at 10.19, emergency officials encourage you to practice drop, cover, and hold on for one minute as if an earthquake were happening at that time. Drop, cover, and hold on is the national standard for earthquake safety, and evidence suggests it offers the best overall level of earthquake protection in most situations, including from falling and flying debris and other non-structural hazards. Oregon is one of the most earthquake-prone areas in the continental U.S. with several fault lines that cause dozens of earthquakes every year. So I went around this morning when you were talking to Mm -hmm. me about this story and I kind of evaluated the different desks that we have available. At first, I thought the one there in the production room that you're at Mm -hmm. would be a good option uh, because there's a lot of room there. But I do feel like there's better support in the desk in here, David. So I'm going to leave you in there to kind of make the best of it. And then I'm going to have the little party under this giant desk over here. Yeah. Thanks for not using my area here because. (laughs) That's where I nap when the show is over. You got a lot of room in there. I was wondering why that pillow and blanket were in there. Exactly. All of the U.S. bishops will descend upon Baltimore next month for the 2023 Fall Plenary Assembly, in which they will be voting on several new committee chairmen and offering updates on conference initiatives such as their National Eucharistic Revival. At the gathering, which takes place November 13th to the 16th, they will also be voting on items such as updates and materials related to the bishop's guidance on political responsibility ahead of the presidential election in November 2024. Papal Nuncio to the United States Cardinal Christophe Pierre will address the assembly to begin the conference, followed by comments from the USCCB President Archbishop Bishop Timothy Broglio, the Archdiocese for the Military Services. Following the return of 14 of the bishops from Rome after partaking in the Synod on Synodality first October session, an update on the process will take place at the assembly. An update will also be given on the bishop's National Eucharistic Revival, which is in its year of parish revival aimed at building devotion to the Eucharist within American parishes. Well, Oregon saw 8,100 jobs added to the ranks in September, according to new numbers released by the State Employment Department on Wednesday. Overall, Oregon's jobless rate stands at 3.5%. That's up just a tad from August number of 3.4% and below the national rate of 3.8%. September's over-the-month job gains were largest in construction with 3,200 new jobs. Next was professional and business services, adding 2,200 positions each, followed by leisure and hospitality. Now, most of the other major industries were relatively flat over the month, with none cutting more than 200 jobs. David, here's something new for your car. Okay. New B. New B. License plates. Okay. Supporting pollinator research will be available to Oregonians starting November 1st, the Oregon Department of Transportation announced. Oregon State University worked with a young artist to design 
pollinator paradise plates featuring native managed honeybee and wild yellow face bumblebee in a field of clover. The license plate was designed by 16-year-old Marie Stanton, a high school student at Summit Learning Charter School in Estacada. Stanton has a lifelong love of art and color and is also a skilled entomologist. The plates will have a $40 surcharge at first issuance and at every two-year renewal, with a portion of the proceeds going to pollinator research at Oregon State University's Department of Horticulture, the DMV said. Now, the university exceeded the demand of selling 3,000 vouchers for the plates to show that there was enough of demand. The new plates will be available at DMV offices and some auto dealers. Oregonians can also apply for the plates online or by mail. I love that. It is a B on your Oregon license plate. This is go online and look at it. It's really neat. Yeah. I love it. There's a lot of attention focused on our bees and pollinators right now. I don't know why, but I love the looking at p- bee rescues oh, online, yeah. little reels and things like that. So I think that's right up our alley. And of course, remember, next spring is no mow May. And ah. that means you don't mow your lawn. Yeah. In the month of May, so mm-hmm. that way pollinators have a good chance to yeah. get uh, get working on the on the clover and everything else. I, I told you that's I let my yard go with clover. Yeah, because it I, stays green so long and it's yeah. really soft to walk on. It is. You don't need to water it, and the bees love it. The honeybees love the clover. So don't uh, walk outside barefooted too. You got to you got to be careful about that, but and don't step on the bees either. Don't so, step yeah, on them. Got to be careful. Hey, in sports, Major League Baseball, Houston Astros picked up a much-needed win in the American League Championship Series last night, defeating the Texas Rangers 8-5. to Houston still trails 2-1 to in the best-of-seven matchup. Two teams will play again tonight at 5 o'clock on FS1. In the National League Championship Series, the Philadelphia Phillies and the Arizona Diamondbacks go at it this afternoon at 2 o'clock on TBS. Diamondbacks need a win as they trail 2 to nothing in their series. And the Las Vegas Aces have become the first repeat WNBA champion in over two decades. The Aces beat the New York Liberty 70-69 last night in New York to claim the title. Los Angeles Sparks, the last team to repeat back in 2001-2002. I think it's time for Portland to get a women's uh, yeah, you know, basketball team. It's funny that you mentioned that because that has been on the radar. Has they, it they, been? Because they, they just added a new team. I'm trying to remember where they added the new team. But next on the list, purportedly, was possibly Portland. Oh, so, yeah. I think that they would be incredibly popular oh, in this yeah, city. Absolutely. They, they had one years ago. Yeah. So I'd love to All see right. them come let's, back. Let's bring them back. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of it itself. Jesus tells us in the Gospel of Matthew. Yet trying not to worry is often extremely difficult and sometimes feels impossible. That is especially true during times when our news feeds seem to be full of tragedy, war, violence, uncertainty. Well, John Tui at Alatea gives you five ways you can effectively respond to stress. And we'll be talking about these throughout today's show. All right. So first he says, prayer. Turning to God in prayer should be the first thing we do when we are feeling worried or stressed out. If you're near a parish that has perpetual adoration, go and kneel before the Blessed Sacrament for a period of time. 
Secondly, when you're feeling stressed, David, I think you would appreciate this, a little physical activity. Oh, absolutely. The stress you are experiencing is not all in your head. It also has a physical component. Deep breathing, stretching, and getting exercise outdoors are all activities recommended by professionals when dealing with stress and anxiety. And thirdly, take a break. It can be difficult to stay productive and effective if you are stressed out. Take a day or at least some hours to get away and try to avoid the temptation to stay in bed all day. Though, if you desperately need the sleep, go ahead and take it. Don't feel guilty about it. A lot of lethargy and fatigue you are feeling may be mental, in which case a good strategy would be something uh, to go someplace beautiful and interesting. Nice. All right, we'll cover the next few in our next half hour. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, a great way to take a break today between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. is a rosary chain for peace. This is sponsored by St. Michael's Catholic Church here in Portland. So all are invited to participate in a rosary chain all day today at St. Michael's Church in downtown Portland. A rosary will be prayed at the top of each hour from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. asking Our Lady, Queen of Peace, to intercede for all God's beloved children who live in the Holy Land. And if you are unable to make it to St. Michael's, the top of the hour, just pray a rosary on your own at home or wherever you are for this important intercession. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And we'll have more on Catholic Answers right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Blessings to you all. This is Bishop Peter Smith. Please join me in these prayers of Eucharistic revival from Our Lady of Fatima. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly. I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifference by which he is offended. And through the infinite merits of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I beg of you the conversion of sinners. Amen. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, a place to celebrate life's moments. Ernesto's offers full-service dining, banquet facilities for groups of 15 to 180, 
catering takeout and large order delivery. Featuring traditional Italian dishes with Chef Marco's inspired modern entrees and weekly specials. Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, 8544 Southwest Apple Way on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway next to Jesuit High School. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Matra Day Radio. 7.45 at Matra Day Radio. Well, some patchy fog out there this morning. We can kind of see the fog line as we look out our window today. Going to be sunny this afternoon, high of 72. Partly cloudy overnight tonight, low of 55. And then partly sunny for both Friday and Saturday with highs in the low 70s. Currently, it's 51 degrees at St. Charbel's Catholic Church here in Portland. And 48 degrees at St. Jude Church in Eugene. And I'm back with John Martinoni. His new book is titled A Blue Collar Answer to Protestantism, Catholic Questions Protestant Can't Answer. It's out by Sophia Institute Press. John is joining me today because we're talking about how defending our faith just requires a little common sense and some simple logic. There's so much more I want to find out about it. And John, thank you so much for staying with me today. Here's a question, though, let me ask you, because, I mean, it's uh, the end of October. People might be getting together pretty soon for the holidays. Maybe some difficult subjects come up at the dinner table that you may or may not want to engage into. How do you kind of test the waters as far as having a conversation with somebody as to whether or not you're ready to, you know, to pull out your, your Catholic answers and to defend the faith and still offer it in a way that is, come and see. There's well, more to what I have to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, and that's, you're right, absolutely. Thanksgiving and Christmas, I get emails all the time. Uh, my, my fundamentalist brother-in-law is at Thanksgiving, and he's telling us Catholics we're not saved and we worship Mary and all that stuff. Number one, I say, don't, don't be looking to pounce. Just pray to God for an opportunity that God will open a door. So I always tell people, if someone questions your faith or even attacks your faith, it should not bother you. You should get a big smile on your face because God has just opened a door for you to share the truth with someone. And even if they ask you a question you don't know, well, my first book, Blue Collar Apologetics, one of the strategies was the ignorant Catholic strategy. If you're asked a question you don't know, guess what? You don't fake it. You don't try to wing it. You don't give a you know, half-cocked answer, you say, I don't know, but I will find out and get back to you. And then you can go on with your meal, you know, and if they try to keep it, say, look, I told you I don't know, I'll get the answer to a question, and I'll get back to you. Now, pass the turkey, you know, so there's that. Or another strategy that I use, that I tell people to use, is make it a discussion between your your fundamentalist brother-in-law and me not you. You become a spectator. And the way you do that is by saying, like taking this book, you can take this book this, that I've just came out with all these 30 questions that Protestants can't answer. And you say, hey, I got this book and I was reading it. And in the book, it says there are these 30 questions 
Protestants can't answer. And I would really, really be interested in your opinion on these questions. Would you mind reading it and letting me know what you think of these questions? And then just hand them the book. And they they might just read one or two chapters. Or they might think, well, yeah, well, I, okay, I didn't do so well on that one. I'm going to get the next one, though. And they might read the whole thing. You never know. But even if they just read one or two chapters, seeds have been planted. You've got them to read Catholic material that otherwise they never would have. And now, now when they ask you a question in the future, you can say, did you read that book? And if they say no, then you say, then this conversation is over. Mm. Read the book, then we can talk. And, and, and tell them, say, I really want to know your opinion. And you should really want to know their opinion. When you ask somebody their opinion, people love giving their opinions, you know, especially a Protestant loves giving their opinion to a Catholic. So get the book, get two copies of it, one for your fundamentalist brother-in-law or evangelical uh, sister who's left the Catholic faith. And, and all you got to do is say, I want to know your opinion could you read this and let me know what you think? Oh, I think that is absolutely perfect. And, you know, even within my own family, my now son-in-law who converted to Catholicism, when he started dating my daughter, the first thing he learned was Catholics don't worship Mary. And those are just some incredible questions that you have to be ready to have the answer for. And those questions and answers you can find in John's book, a blue-collar answer to Protestantism. It is available at Sophia Institute Press. And John, before we go, you also have a great website where there's a ton of information, too. Tell us about your website. It's BibleChristianSociety.com. BibleChristianSociety.com. All sorts of free materials. I've got 28, 29 audio talks that you can listen to right there on the website for free, or you can down their MP3 downloads. You can download them on whatever device you have for free. Uh, or if you still have a CD player in your car and want to get CDs, you can order the CD versions, and those are free. I've got all sorts of written materials on apologetics. The one thing I always ask people to do if they really want to, to get into apologetics and learn how to defend their faith, sign up for my e-newsletter called Apologetics for the Masses, uh, it's got, uh, I think I'm up, Brenda, and it's mind-boggling to me, I'm up close to 70,000 subscribers now. Wow. And, and it's just, all it is is my conversations with Baptist ministers, with various Protestant apologists, or asking, uh, answering questions that Catholics send in, saying, hey, I was asked this question, how do I answer it? So all of that is that in that newsletter, and the newsletter is free as well, and all the past copies of the newsletter are posted there. I'm up to 460 or 70 or so. So all this written and audio material that's absolutely free there on the website, BibleChristianSociety.com. Oh, this is fabulous. In fact, I'm just going through the list of of all of the different little uh, audios that you have here. This is fantastic. Was the prodigal son saved before he left? Oh, gosh. I struggle with that one because I know there are days where I'm the prodigal son, and I'm pretty sure there are many days where I'm also the son that stayed and said, Lord, why are you doing this party for him? What about me? I've been here along. So uh, these are fantastic. Well, John, I appreciate your time. Thank you so very much for joining us today and a fantastic book, 
great, great job and real easy to read. I appreciate that Thank so you, much. Thank you, Brenda. I appreciate you having me on so much. God bless you. God bless you, too. And again, that is John Martinoni, the name of his book, A Blue-Collar Answer to Protestantism, Catholic Questions Protestant Can't Answer. It's out by Sophia Institute Press. And I'm going to put a link on the podcast of this interview that'll get you right to Sophia Institute Press. You can get a book for yourself. And also I'll add a link to John's website, BibleChristianSociety.com. And you're going to find those links at MaterDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 7.53 at Mater Day Radio. Well, if you haven't done so yet, I would encourage you to download the free Hail Mary media app. By doing so, you'll have access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. Tune into live broadcasts of Mater Day Radio. Sign up for customized prayer reminders and so much more. It's the free Hail Mary media app. All the details on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene. Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak with Deep Virtue number 65. You know, I had a strange experience. I bet no one's ever actually experienced this before that's listening. I have a condo on the 25th floor in Waikiki Beach, right here on the ocean. And I had a friend of mine uh, who was our window washing company. And I said, you know what, I'd really like to rappel out of my window. I'd really like to, to uh, you know, jump out and use a rope to get all the way down to the bottom floor. And he said, good, I'll hook you up. So he uh, sets me all up. He says, uh, he gives me, uh, you know, I rope in. And he said, now, be careful. This is an industrial carabiner. It's not the normal sort of carabiner. You can actually get your hair stuck in it. It's, the, uh, it's a piece of metal that kind of helps you thread your way, you know, the rope through as you're descending. So I jumped out of the window, started my started kind of my descent down, and I was about 18 inches, maybe only a foot from the ground, when I lost my concentration and my hair got stuck in the carabiner. And I tell you, I had to hold with all my might so that it wouldn't rip my scalp off. They had to find a, ro- a knife or a screwdriver or something. I hung there like that perilously for five minutes, and my head felt bruised from the tugging that it had uh, on my scalp, on my hair. And, you know, I used to always, uh, we used to always do fight nights at the dojo on Friday nights. And I used to fight this guy, spar with this guy, more like it. His name was Lester the Molester. He was a great fighter. And every time we'd be, you know, fighting, as I was kind of, as we were breaking away a little bit, I'd kind of drop my guard a little bit. He'd punch me in the face. And I called him his going away present. Same thing as the, when, I, when you lose concentration, when you lose focus, like when I was repelling or when I was getting this going away punch. Um, we need to always be aware that the enemy is on the is on the prowl, looking who he can kill, looking what he can steal, and who he, he can destroy. Be on the alert. Keep yourself focused and close to the Lord at all times. This is Bear Wozniak from DeepAdventure.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at DeepAdventure.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including... 
True North Retirement Advisors. Financial planning and investment management to help you retire with confidence. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors partners with you to find clarity, build a plan, and invest with your Catholic values in mind. Scheduling a free consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. It's joy. It's inspiration. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. Well, we'll tell you another reason to like the Mediterranean diet. That's in the news. <laughs> As if I need another. <laughs> and after difficult negotiations, humanitarian aid will make its way the Gaza Strip. I'll have that update for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. For a young man born to Polish nobility in the 14th century, James didn't strive for worldly riches. He learned piety and humility from his parents, which he would carry on and be known for throughout his life. Desiring to retreat from the torments of the world, James joined a local Franciscan order. He quickly was seen by his brothers as a man of virtue and zeal for the salvation of souls. This would come in handy when he answered the calling to share the gospel with his neighbors in Russia. Brother James quickly went to work, revitalizing the faithful and preaching to anyone who would listen. He encouraged a renewed devotion to our mother and even helped organize and found a group called the Societas Peregrinitum, or the Travelers of Christ. In a combined effort with the Dominican friars, the Travelers for Christ would travel together and conduct parish missions wherever they were welcomed. It's kind of like net missionaries who travel around the country in an XL van, ministering to middle schoolers and sharing the gospel with the youth. Only the brothers didn't have a van and they weren't just focusing on the youth, but anyone who baptized in the faith. Upon the passing of the Archbishop of Halix, the King of Poland requested the Pope name Brother James the successor because of his zeal and pious reputation. Brother James accepted the position in 1392 out of humble service but remained wearing his Franciscan habit and continued the ministry work. Over the course of the next 19 years, Archbishop James would build religious houses, schools, hospitals, and churches, as well as donate a majority of his large income as Archbishop to the poor and infirmed of his diocese. When it came to creating his family coat of arms to use for his formal documents, he instead had an image of Mary engraved on not only his seal, but also his pastoral ring. This way, everything he stamped and sent out would have the guidance of the Blessed Mother for all to see. He didn't care for just the spiritual formation of his flock, but also for their overall welfare. He would regularly work with the Polish parliament to discuss practical measures to ensure the well-being of his people. This allowed him to truly pastor them spiritually. He was commonly referred to as the protector of the kingdom. He eventually passed in 1409 and was laid to rest in a Franciscan church in Wau. 200 years later, his tomb was opened to discover that his garments and body were incorrupt. 
This called for the opening of his canonization and was approved for his beatification by Pope Pius VI. Let us have the same heart for our fellow brothers and sisters to provide for them a renewal of faith, especially through our mother, and to will the good of our neighbors before any worldly power and wealth. Blessed James of Strepar, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is made in partnership by Spoke Street Media and Awaken Catholic. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints and to pray with Mater Dei Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. In your news this hour, the Nicaraguan dictatorship reported that it has released 12 priests it had imprisoned and sent them to the Vatican after an agreement was reached with the authorities of the Catholic Church. Bishop Rolando Alvarez of the Diocese of Maragalpa was not among those released. Alvarez was sentenced on February 10th to 26 years and four months in prison. A day before the sentence, the prelate refused to be part of the group of 222 deportees who were sent to the United States and who were then stripped of their nationality and property in Nicaragua by the dictatorship of Daniel Ortega. In a press release dated October 18th, the Ortega regime announced that the release of the 12 priests took place after fruitful conversations with the Holy See. The priests the release said, are headed to the Vatican and travel to Rome, Italy in the afternoon. The group will be received by personnel of the Secretariat of State of the Holy See, the release said. And the Vatican's Office of Communication released a statement Thursday afternoon confirming that the Holy See had been asked to receive these priests. Well, with temperatures cooling and widespread rain soaking the state, all Oregon Department of Forestry Protection Districts have terminated fire season restrictions, thus marking the end of the 2023 Oregon fire season declarations. Year to date, there have been 975 fires on ODF protected lands, resulting in a little under 18,000 acres burned. Now, statewide to date, regardless of jurisdictions, there have been 1,909 fires that have burned just over 190,000 acres. ODF and other fire districts responded to nearly the same number of fires this year as the 10-year average, but kept the acres burned at approximately 16% of the 10-year average. ODF districts across the state are shifting their attention now to wildfire prevention and mitigation efforts such as clearing vegetation and creating defensible spaces around homes. God bless us. I think while there were many fires to cover, they just were not the out-of-control ones like we had seen in previous years. And it seems like California also fared better than it had in previous years as far as the number of fires they were fighting. I know there was one big one kind of down in southern Oregon, the Klamath Falls area Mm, that burned for a while. But yeah, I think you're right. Overall, it just didn't seem like there were the big ones that we've had in some summers. Israel said Wednesday that it will allow Egypt to deliver limited humanitarian aid to the Gaza Strip. The announcement to allow water, food, and other supplies happened as fury over the blast at Gaza City's Al-Ali Hospital spread across the Middle East. And as U.S. President Joe Biden visited Israel in hopes of preventing a wider conflict in the region. 
Israel shut off all supplies to Gaza soon after Hamas militants launched an attack in southern Israel on October 7th. As supplies run out, many families in Gaza have cut down to one meal a day and have been left to drink dirty water. Biden said Egypt's president agreed to open the crossing and to let an initial group of 20 trucks with humanitarian aid. If Hamas confiscates the aid, it will end, he said. Now, the aid will start moving Friday at the earliest, the White House official said. Egypt must still repair the road across the border that was cratered by Israeli airstrikes. More than 200 trucks and some 3,000 tons of aid are positioned at or near the crossing, Gaza's only connection to Egypt. Well, a new study is out on older adults who are trying to drop weight. And once again, success revolves around the Mediterranean style of eating. Older people who followed a lower-calorie Mediterranean diet and minimally exercised up to six days a week gained muscle and lost a significant amount of body fat by the end of the year and kept much of it off for three years, according to the new study. The research is part of an eight-year randomized clinical trial in Spain with 23 research centers testing how diet and exercise can reduce cardiovascular risk in men and women between the ages of 55 and 75. In addition to a loss of overall body fat, participants in the study lost dangerous visceral belly fat, which could lead to diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. The Mediterranean diet features simple, plant-based cooking with the majority of each meal focused on fruits, vegetable, beans, whole grains, and extra virgin olive oil, very little red meats and uh, those sorts of things, very little sugar. And uh, they found that, again, to be very successful if you can uh, go with the Mediterranean style of eating. Excellent. You know who ate the Mediterranean uh, diet? Who's that? Jesus. That's right. (laughs) That was mainly his type of eating as well. Yeah. Well, United Airlines will start boarding passengers in economy class with window seats first starting next week. A move designed to reduce the time planes spend sitting on the ground. The airline said in an internal memo that it will implement the plan beginning October 26th. The plan is called Wilma for window middle and aisle and it was tested at several locations and deemed to shave up to two minutes off of boarding time the change will begin with passengers in the fourth boarding group customers in first class and business class will see no change in their routine and there's also no change for those with priority boarding privileges including travelers with disabilities unaccompanied minors active duty military and families with children who are two years or under the united said that when multiple customers are on the same economy reservation, such as families, they will be allowed to board all together. United is making changes now because it says average boarding time has increased by two minutes since 2019. Now, tinkering with the boarding process has increased since airlines began charging fees for checked bags more than a decade ago. Two minutes doesn't make much difference on a transatlantic flight, but on heavier traffic, shorter routes, delays tend to cascade, pushing late day flights farther and farther Hmm. behind schedule. So what you're saying is those people seated 
in the window at the seats window will go seat first. Will go first. Okay. Yeah. It makes complete sense to me because almost every time, because we tend to get middle window seats, yeah. but you walk in and there's somebody on the aisle. Mm-hmm. So, I see what you're saying. So now you're yeah. like, oh, that's my seat. Yeah. So then they've got to right. you know, get up, move out of the way. You got to shimmy in, get your, your bags up. Yeah. The whole process is taking up. It's just people yeah. are just waiting. So. I think that's a great idea. I, I window think first. Work. Yeah, there you go. Uh, in sports, University of Portland receiving a $5 million donation to make improvements to the university's major ac- athletic facility, the Child Center. Donation coming from a familiar source, the Child's Foundation. <laughs> it was back in 1983 that a transformational gift from the Child's Foundation led to the dedication of the Earl and Virginia Child Center on the North Portland campus. The $5 million gift to the pilots will support short and long-term building improvements and maintenance for the Child Center. Earl M. Childs, who served on UP's Board of Regents for over 40 years, was a fixture at the Child Center until his passing in 2016. You ever been to the Child Center? Oh, sure. I have a great, great venue. And of course, it's going to be great to have all those upgrades because aren't we going to be getting some more basketball in there this year? NBA going to have their uh, one of those uh, lower leagues playing there. So it should be fun. I'm going to take in one of those games for sure. Well, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself, Jesus tells us in the Gospel of Matthew. Yet try not to worry is often extremely difficult and sometimes feels impossible. Today we are talking about ways you can effectively respond to stress. So in our first half hour, we talked about prayer, physical activity, and just taking a break, just Mm -hmm. a moment away or some hours or a day away from the stress to refocus. Now, You can go on to verbalizing your worries. Talk to a friend, a family member, priest or religious, or a licensed therapist about what has you worried. The simple act of verbalizing your worries may be enough to lower your sense of stress. And then lastly, get creative. Most of the great artists and many minorans had complicated lives that were full of problems. Often these artists poured their anxieties into works of art. You may not be a Van Gogh or Picasso, but you can write a poem, take photos on your phone, create a new dish in the kitchen, a way, a creative outlet to let that stress go. Good idea. Great ideas. Now, in our next half hour, we're going to talk about three things not to do when you are feeling stressed. All right. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Friday at 7 o'clock p.m. is Catholic in Recovery Meetings at Sacred Heart Catholic Church here in Portland. The community at Sacred Heart Parish invites those in recovery from alcohol or any unhealthy attachments as they discuss recovery topics and pray. Catholic in Recovery Meetings are both in person in the church basement and on Zoom, and confidentiality is protected. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. Well, we're going to talk about giving with Ashley Mishike, True North Retirement Advisors, right after the forecast. 
Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. A sincere thank you from all of us at Mater Day Radio for making our recent fall share an inspiring success. We appreciate you uniting with us during this joy-filled event to be changed and revive hearts through Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. We're both humbled and grateful for all of Mater Dei Radio's benefactors, volunteers, guests, and donors, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, Jade Bistro and Patisserie, Catering by Suzanne, Chick-fil-A in Raleigh Hills, the Ladies of Christ the King Parish, St. Cecilia's Prayer Shawl Ministry, and the St. Thomas Aquinas Prayer Shawl Ministry. If you miss Mater Dei Radio's Fall share Be Changed, you can still join this thankful celebration and make your gift now at materdayradio.com or on the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you again for being a part of our vital mission of leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. It's 8.13 here at Mater Day Radio. Another morning, a patchy morning fog, but not as bad as it's been, although we can tell you that it's a beautiful day up here already on Sylvan Hill. The is. sun is shining. Now, it will burn off by noon everywhere. We've got another great afternoon ahead. Sunny skies will bring temperatures up to 62, uh, excuse me, up to 72 degrees. Then overnight, we're backing off to 56. And on Friday, we have a few more clouds in the sky, but still a nice day. Highs at 71 degrees. Enjoy the nice day. By Saturday, cooler temperatures arrive and rain is falling again Saturday night and into Sunday. It is currently 50 degrees at Blatchett High School in Salem. And it is 45 degrees at St. Mary's of Guadalupe Catholic Church in Ridgefield. Well, have you ever heard the phrase that the Lord loves a cheerful giver? I think it's a really nice way to look at being generous to others. But how does giving fit into your overall financial picture? Well, someone who can give us some ideas about that is Ashley Mishike. She is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors in the greater Portland area and a valued member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. And Ashley joins us this morning. Hey, Ashley, how are you today? I'm doing well, David. Don't you love that saying, the Lord loves a cheerful giver? Yes, yes, I love it. A cheerful, that's the operative word, isn't it? <laughs> it is cheerful. And I, I really think that that comes out of the Bible, uh, one of the Gospels, I believe. So I, when I was reading that, I'm thinking, nah, how does that fit into a person's overall financial picture? The Lord loves a cheerful giver. But as a uh, financial person yourself, I have to believe there are some strategies when it comes to giving. Yes, absolutely. I think the main principle to keep in mind is that 
God is the owner of everything, and we don't own what we have. We are stewards of what He has entrusted to us. And that's obviously a radically different view than the secular worldview. But I think if we start there, and that's the foundation, um, then it's easier to make decisions about how much should I give and why to give and, you know, how to increase my giving, things like that. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. I I love that idea and gives you, I think, a better overall picture of how you operate and what you do with your finances and and how you can play into the charitable giving idea. And so when you talk with folks that you advise with their finances, how do you approach charitable giving? How do you set it up? Yeah, good question. And, you know, I would say I have an interesting viewpoint because I see the line item finances of lots of my clients. And so I can see, you know, how much they're spending on groceries and travel and gas and all these other areas. And my heart kind of drops a little bit whenever I I don't see any charitable giving on that, you know, line item budget. Right. And so I always ask clients, you know, are there causes that are important to you? Uh, you know, not all of my clients are Catholic, uh, but, you know, a lot of my clients who are Catholic, they, they obviously want to support their local church and some of the things that are going on within the archdiocese. And, you know, I just got the seminarian appeal letter in the mail the other day. So, you know, it is an important thing. And it's obviously something that Jesus asks us to do. It's something he talked about quite frequently in the Gospels. I think something like 11 of his 39 parables in the Bible talk about money. Hmm. So, you know, it was, it's an important topic, and, and he cares a great deal about what we do with our money. So to go back to your question, though, I'll, I, I always ask, you know, what's important and, and start there, um, because there's giving, you know, every week, every month. But then there's also, you know, fast forward to estate planning, and, and I have those conversations with clients, too, is, you know, what do you want to do? with this money after you're gone as well. So it's kind of a, a two-pronged uh, approach to it. But for someone who is not giving at all or giving at the level that they want to be, it's the same advice I have for someone who is saving for their own retirement or their kid's college or another goal. And that is just start where you are. Yeah. So if you're not if you're not giving at all right now, just start with a small amount, something you know you can manage and stay consistent with, because that that's key is you, we want to continue to give consistently. And so if we can start where we are and start small, then we can grow that over time. And also I would, the other side of that is I would say, treat it like a bill, like any other bill that you pay. So a lot of parishes now and a lot of charitable organizations, they get very easy to have a recurring monthly gift. And so that way you kind of set it and forget it. It's on autopilot. You don't have to think about it. And that helps you be successful and consistent. And then you can evaluate that over time as well and say, okay, well, can I do a little bit more? That would be my advice to someone who, you know, they have this nagging feeling in in the back of their mind, like I should be doing more, but I don't know if I can. It's just start where you are. Yeah, no, that's it's a great point. Again, we're speaking with Ashley Mishike. She's the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors here in the greater Portland area. Looking at charitable giving this time of year, coming up toward the end of the year, too. 
Are there any things that you look at as far as giving as we approach the end of the year? Yes. So there are, you know, some tax advantage ways to give. The best one for someone who's older, retired, and taking distributions, those mandatory distributions from their IRA or 401k accounts, you can make charitable donations directly from those accounts and it lowers your taxable income for the year. So that's usually the low-hanging fruit and where I start with clients. A lot of times with the changes to the tax laws, people aren't benefiting tax-wise as much as they used to from charitable donations because you have to itemize on your taxes to be able to to get the, the tax deduction now. But you know, there are other things you can utilize, a donor-advised fund. You know, you can group your giving into, like, over, a, say, a span of three years. If you do it all in one year, you can maybe give enough that year to, to uh, be able to itemize and then benefit from that. So there's lots of strategies that people can use to benefit tax-wise and financially from giving. But, you know, I think the, the biggest thing is just, to give a little bit more than what you think you can, and you might be surprised at how much you're able to give without jeopardizing your own financial future. Right. And I liked what you said earlier, too, going back to that, from the fact that there are a lot of organizations where you can set up monthly giving, and so it just happens automatically, and you really don't have to think about it. That way, it just happens. It's just part of your budget. Right. Yeah. Modern day does that, right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. We love when people do that. <laughs> in, in fact, uh, speaking of uh, charitable giving as a nonprofit organization, but I think it is helpful because, again, you do it and then you don't really have to think about it. So it's not mm-hmm. like, oh, I got to write a check this month. So it just happens. And I know a lot of parishes do that as well now. And they try to, I think, get folks to do that because it makes it much easier, too. I think from an accounting standpoint for the organization, too, knowing that they have this amount coming in. There's a lot of reasons why people don't give more. And I think a lot of it does come from a place of fear. Like, you know, once that money leaves my bank account, once I let that go, it's not coming back. You know, I think that's a big driver why people don't give more. It's not because they're selfish or bad people. It's just they're afraid. And speaking firsthand, you know, several years ago, my husband and I made the decision to be more intentional with our giving and to to do it, you know, regularly and consistently and every month and committing to a certain dollar amount. And we wanted to do that at the point where it was somewhat sacrificial, where, you know, maybe we wouldn't be able to go on this trip or live in this house or do, you right. know, do things. There is a sacrificial element to it that I think is important. But also, it, I was scared and my husband was scared because, you know, we had young kids at the time. We have four kids now. Mm-hmm. And we need diapers. We're sending our kids to Catholic school. That's not cheap. Bottomless goldfish. Like we go through an an insane amount of food Mm -hmm. in our house. (laughs) All of these things, you know, make it so it's like, uh, you know, I'm not comfortable, but I can tell you from experience that it has been such a blessing for our family to be able to be more generous and also grow intentionally try to grow our giving over time as right. well that's wonderfully said and that's why ashley you are part of that phrase the lord loves a cheerful giver and that's you <laughs> hey look at great to talk with you ashley michike ceo true north retirement advisors here in the greater portland area and a member of Monterey radio's leadership circle as always love the information ashley thank you so much thank you david all right god bless 
And it is 823 here at Matra Day Radio. Head over to matradayradio.com if you have some time today. You will have op- uh, the ability to hear that interview again on our podcast. Plus, you'll also be able to access so many great things, so much information. Go over to our About menu. There's a pull-down menu that says Join Our Team. And we currently have an opening for show host and a media producer for our morning show so if god is calling you to something new and exciting that might be a great fit for you as well mater day radio information at materdayradio.com support for mater day radio comes from our leadership circle members including dr mark bianco family dentist dr bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd avenue and stark street in southeast portland Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hi, my name is Will Detheridge. I grew up going to St. Juan Diego and Holy Trinity in Portland, and I'm a young entrepreneur. My company, Catholics for Hire, helps bring the church into the digital world. Inspired by Blessed Carlo Acutis, Catholics for Hire creates websites, videos, podcasts, and other digital resources to help you evangelize. We also produce print media, such as bulletins, manage social media, and assist with online advertising. Our mission is to get parishes, nonprofits, and even businesses connected to talented young Catholic professionals across the country. If you're looking for a new website, a podcast producer, a newsletter redesign, or more, check out our website at catholicsforhire.com. We ask you to join us in asking our patron to pray for the new evangelization across digital media. Blessed Carlo Acutis, pray for us. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News & World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its Colleges of Arts and Sciences and its Schools of Business, Education, Engineering, and Nursing. Learn more at up.edu. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Want an eye-opener in the morning without the caffeine? It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 827 at Mater Day Radio, and it is the Great Oregon Shakeout today. We'll talk about that in the news. And a new direction for Catholic education in the Archdiocese of Portland. The Archbishop names a new office and a new director to take charge. I'll have that story for you coming up in news. Here is the thirsting with a loan. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It doesn't matter what the world thinks of you. 
It doesn't matter if they call you a fool Cause there's a reason for this song I sing You're the one for whom my hands did bleed And I could never leave you alone So many times you think you're The Thirsting and Alone. It is 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon has announced a new direction for Catholic education in Catholic schools in Western Oregon. The goal, they say, is to integrate Archdiocese and Catholic schools more deeply into the evangelizing mission of each parish and the wider Archdiocesan church. In pursuit of this goal, they welcome Elias Moe as the Director of Catholic Education in the newly formed Office for the Mission of Catholic Education, effective January of 2024. Archbishop Sample is commissioning Elias to help renew and reform our Catholic schools and other Catholic educational efforts within the Archdiocese. Elias is nationally recognized as a visionary leader in the realignment of Catholic education with the mind and heart of the church and our rich educational heritage. 
Elias and his family are relocating to Portland from Denver and will start in January. In a posted introduction letter, Elias outlines initial steps he plans to take once he is at his post to get to know our community across the Archdiocese of Portland and to spend time in prayer asking the Lord to reveal to us his plans and his desire for the mission of Catholic education in Western Oregon. I feel the earth move under my feet. I feel the sky tumbling down. Hey, today is the Great Oregon Shakeout. It is part of an annual global self-led drill that encourages people to prepare for and practice how to stay safe during an earthquake. Nearly 600,000 Oregonians have already registered at shakeout.org to take part in this year's event. Now, this morning's Great Oregon Shakeout Earthquake Drill will take place at 10:19 a.m. No matter where you're at at that time, emergency officials encourage you to practice drop, cover, and hold on for one minute as if an earthquake were happening at that time. So drop, cover, and hold on is the national standard for earthquake safety, and evidence suggests it offers the best overall level of earthquake protection in most situations, including from falling and flying debris and other non-structural hazards. So Oregon is one of the most earthquake-prone areas in the continental U.S. with several fault lines that causes dozens of earthquakes every year. You know, we always seem off the Oregon, southern Oregon coast. Exactly. They have a bunch there all the time. I wonder if we'll be getting another one of those notices or something that comes across our yeah. phones to alert us that it's time to crawl under your desk. I think they said you will if your phone is, has a certain setting on it. Okay. So, yeah, you so may be ready for that. You may see that. All of the U.S. bishops will descend upon Baltimore next month for their fall 2023 fall plenary assembly in which they will be voting on several new committee chairmen offering updates on conference initiatives such as their national eucharistic revival at the gathering which takes place november 13th to the 16th they will also be voting on items such as updates and materials related to the bishop's guidance on political responsibility ahead of the presidential election in november of 2024 Papal Nuncio to the United States, Cardinal Christophe Pierre, will address the assembly to begin the conference, following by comments from USCCB President Archbishop Timothy Bergoglio of the Archdiocese for the Military Services. Now, following the return of 14 bishops from Rome after partaking in the Synod on Synodality's first October session, an update on the process will take place at the assembly. An update will also be given on the Bishop's National Eucharistic Revival, which is in its year of parish revival aimed at building devotion to the Eucharist within American parishes. Well, Oregon saw 8,100 jobs added to the ranks in September, according to new numbers released by the State Employment Department on Wednesday. Overall, Oregon's jobless rate stands at 3.5%. That's up just a tad from August number of 3.4% and below the national rate of 3.8%. September's over-the-month job gains were largest in construction with 3,200 new jobs. Next was professional and business services, adding 2,200 positions each, followed by leisure and hospitality. Most of the other major industries were relatively flat over the month, with none cutting more than 200 jobs. A new 
bee license. That's right, as in a bumblebee, or actually in this case, a honeybee. Honeybees. Yeah, supporting pollinator research will be available to Oregonians starting November 1st. The Oregon Department of Transportation announced Oregon State University worked with a young artist to design the pollinator paradise plates featuring the native managed honeybee and the wild the wild yellow face bumblebee in a field of red clover. The license plate was designed by 16-year-old Marie Stanton, a high school student at Summit Learning Charter School in Estacada. Stanton has a lifelong love of art and color and is also a skilled entomologist. The plates will have a $40 surcharge at its first issuance and at every two-year renewal with a portion of the proceeds going to pollinator research at the Oregon State University's Department of Horticulture and the Oregon DMV. So get yours today. Yeah, you know, now I got a choice to make because you know what my other favorite license plate is? The one with the whale. The whale. Yeah, that's, that's a really nice one, too. Do you have cool that one on no, your car? No, I, I do not. But we, we t- were talking about that when we were getting the car, and we just we didn't do it. But I'd love to get one. But now i got to look at the bee one, the too. The whale is nice. The yeah. bee is very colorful. Yeah. That's, People are yeah. going to be going, where's that car from? Yeah, that's pretty Oregon. cool. Oregon. That's it. Uh, in sports, Major League Baseball, Houston Astros picked up a much-needed win in the American League Championship Series last night, defeating the Texas Rangers. 8-5. to five. Houston still trails 2-1 to one in the best-of-seven matchup. Two teams will play again tonight, 5 o'clock. That's on FS1. In the National League Championship Series, the Philadelphia Phillies and the Arizona Diamondbacks go at it this afternoon at 2 o'clock. That's on TBS. Diamondbacks need a win as they trail 2 to nothing in that series. And the Las Vegas Aces have become the first repeat WNBA champion in over two decades. The Aces beat the New York Liberty 70-69 to last night in New York to claim the title. The Los Angeles Sparks was the last team to repeat, and that was back in 2001-2002. So throughout the show today, we have been talking about letting go of worry and mm-hmm. the tips that we can do in order to effectively respond to stress. We talked about praying and physical activity, how that helps right. taking a break, either just an hour or even a whole day to just refocus and relax. You can verbalize your worries by talking to somebody and then get creative. Maybe put that anxiety into some kind of creative outlet. Yeah. Now, with all that in mind, here are three things You should not do. Don't do these. Don't do these if you are feeling stressed. All right. First of all, they say indulging, stress eating, chain smoking, uh, drinking excessive alcohol, excessive spending, maybe Mm. a little too much retail therapy. These behaviors are easy to fall into, but they will not relieve your stress, only make matters worse. Next, they say no lashing out. How yeah. often does that happen? It can be very easy to turn your stresses into anger at another person. Yeah. And David, so often it's the people that we love the most and are closest to that right. we turn on like that. If someone is irritating you and says something that angers you, try to walk away when you're feeling that stress. And then lastly, despairing. It can sometimes feel like the world is going crazy or that the walls are closing in on you. You might be tempted to give up hoping that things will ever change. At those moments, it is particular to important to turn to Jesus who told us to ask and you will receive. Mm, yep. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
And this Saturday, it is the permanent diaconate ordination at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception here in Portland. All are welcome to the ordination mass of Will Becker and Mario Magana at St. Mary's Cathedral. There will be a reception immediately following the mass. And remember, you can find details on these and many other events. Just head over to the community calendar, matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Hey, we're going to head to the halls of Jesuit High School. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have a big open house coming up here in just a week or so, and we'll talk about that right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Atheists claim they don't need God to be a good person, implying God's not relevant to morality. But is this true? Well, atheists can be good in the sense of knowing behaviors that respect the goods of human nature and living accordingly. St. Paul acknowledges this natural moral law in Romans chapter 2. But this doesn't mean God is irrelevant when it comes to morality. And here's the reason. Besides God's grace being necessary to live the moral law perfectly and merit heaven, God is necessary for the law to be morally binding. How can the moral law be binding if there's no moral law giver behind it that surpasses human authority? The answer is, it can't. So, an atheist can follow the natural moral law, but only the theist is consistent in saying that such a law is morally obligatory. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Catholic Community Services has launched its Winter Warmth Drive. You can help the most vulnerable members of your Lane County community by giving hats, scarves, jackets, gloves, blankets, and socks ahead of the winter season. All through September and October, Lane County residents will be able to drop off their winter clothing donations at participating sites. For a full list of locations or a link to donate online if you don't have the time to drive, visit ccslc.org WWD. ccslc.org WWD. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Matrade Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 8.42 here at Mater Day Radio, another morning of patchy fog, but not too bad today. That burns off by noontime. We've got another great afternoon ahead. Sunny sky is going to be bringing temperatures up to about 72 degrees. That's pretty nice That's fall nice. day yeah. for sure. Overnight, we're going to back off to the middle 50s. Then Friday, a few more clouds in the sky, but still a nice day. It highs at 71 degrees. Enjoy the nice days because by Saturday, cooler temperatures arrive and rain falling again Saturday night into Sunday. All right, 52 degrees at St. John the Baptist Church in Milwaukee. And it's also 52 degrees at Catholic Community Services of Clark County in Vancouver. 
Well, it should be a busy day at Jesuit High School a week from this Sunday. That would be October 29th. That's when Jesuit will be holding its annual open house for interested students and families from 1 to 4 p.m. at its campus, located on Beaverton-Hillsdale Highway in the Portland-Beaverton area. Joining the Morning Blend this morning with the details is Jesuit's Admissions Director, Aaron DeClotz. Hey, good morning, Aaron. Great to talk with you again. Hey, David. Good morning. Good, to, Great to talk with you. Uh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. So I love the fall and I love back to school. So a lot of uh, smiling faces walking through the halls of Jesuit. Oh, for sure. Along with the golden leaves and the beautiful campus. But also, yeah, the spirit's high. The energy's always high in the fall. Tons of activities, especially focused on our new students, our freshmen, but also just football games and all the fall sports, the assemblies, the dances. We had our homecoming dance. There's always something going on at Jesuit. We had our first junior encounter retreat last weekend. So um, there's never a dull moment here at Jesuit. It's a lot of fun. I know from a fact, from being there with the daughters back in the day, and uh, it is a great time of year. And now you're in preparation for your big open house, as I mentioned, That's coming up on Sunday, October 29th. So how are preparations going? Oh, it's busy, busy. Yeah, every every hour I'm working on the event. It's um, there's it's the one day when everyone comes out. We will have coaches, teachers, parent volunteers, student ambassadors. Um, Everyone will be all hands on deck to show off our community to anyone interested in learning more. All of our prospective families out there, middle school students and their parents are invited. Just from historically looking at the numbers, how, ma- how many folks come through the open house? It's a, it's a three-hour event, so you have an opportunity for a lot of folks to come through. Yeah, we typically have between seven and 800 families, which then, of course, turns out to be a couple thousand people when you add up the numbers. Sure, yeah, absolutely. So pre-registration required, correct? Yeah, that's a new feature since the COVID pandemic. Uh, we started that during that time to spread out our um, population and we everyone sort of liked it and people are now used to doing that so we do do pre-registration right yeah so again that can be at uh, jesuits website i've got it here so if you're interested in pre-registering that would be jesuitportland.org forward slash open house and in fact I'm, i'm looking at your website right now and you really have a lot of nice resources about admissions on your webpage, including, I see here, admission chats with Aaron DeClotz. That's right. So what we try to do is a lot of people have particular questions about their student or about a certain program, and instead of emailing me, it's just nice to have some FaceTime so people don't have to come into the office to talk to me. They can click on a Zoom link every Tuesday and Friday, starting after the open house. Of course, right now I don't have time for the chat. But after open house, I will have plenty of time for a couple of months uh, for people to come on. And sometimes it's just one person. Sometimes I have a group of people, but it's a really great opportunity for one-on-one chatting. I've been here so long, and I know I'm kind of the generalist about Jesuits, so I know a little bit about everything. I've been a parent myself. I've taught here 31 years. So. Yeah. That's great. What what did you teach, by the way? I'm trying to remember. I taught, 
Yeah, Spanish and English for 17 years, and then I've been in admissions for 14. Uh, that's great. Well, again, Erin DeClot, she is the admissions director, Jesuit High School, their big open house, coming up on Sunday, October 29th, 1 to 4 p.m. They're on the campus, Beaverton Hillsdale Highway. So give us an idea of what the day will be like. If I'm a family bringing my child into the open house, what are we going to experience? Yeah, it'll be a really good, um, I guess, kaleidoscope of opportunities. One of the main features will be our student-produced video. We have a new, a, a thriving media productions program at Jesuit, which would be of interest, of course, to you as a yeah. media productions person yourself, um, where students not only do podcasts and lots of video production, they're doing a feature video for our event that will um, kind of explain our mission and the profile of the Jesuit graduate, which is the type of person that we're hoping to form as um, a graduate of our school, not only academically, but as a person, their heart and soul. So it includes um, characteristics like being loving, being religious, being committed to doing justice, being open to growth. And the video that the students um, produced is all about those characteristics and how they think Jesuit um, kind of encourages and develops those characteristics in them as people. And so we speak to the video has features five seniors, each one talking about one of the elements of the profile. So that's one big feature. They'll also be able to take a tour with one of our student ambassadors um, and create a little connection with one. We're hoping to have a one-on-one -on -one connection, so one ambassador to one family. We have a student panel that will talk about all questions of student life and what it's like to be a student at Jesuit. We'll have a session with our principal, Khalid Maxey, and Vice Principal Malia Bernards, talking about academics and admissions at Jesuit. We'll have every single academic program on deck to answer questions and to show off their curriculum. Uh, we'll have uh, our club fair and our coaches' athletic fair in our gym. So every um, athletic program will be represented there. We'll have groups like our mock trial program, our ethics bowl, Model UN, our green team, which is our environmental club. All of those clubs will be available to show off what they do. Um, our choir will be singing. Our band will be playing. We have a drum line that we'll be playing. Uh, you can learn more about our visual arts program, our drama program. Um, you can watch our men's soccer team play on the field, the Cronin field, and our volleyball team play in our new renovated Smith gym. So you can you can see there's a lot going on everywhere. I can uh, see why you're busy. Yeah. <laughs> try to try to get all that together. Well, that is wonderful. Wow, that is a comprehensive look at Jesuit High School for folks coming to the open house. Let me ask you this now. Do parents, students coming in, do they need to bring anything with them? Not really. Just an open mind and open heart to learn about um, what Jesuit can do to help really change their lives. It's an amazing place. Yeah. Uh, will you have any information, too, about uh, financial aid, anything of that nature? Oh, absolutely. Our financial aid program is something I'm really proud of. We give almost $4 million a year to our families who um, qualify for aid. We give no merit scholarships. So that's something that I just like to tell people. We choose to use every dollar of our resources to help families afford uh, the tuition. Tuition, you know, now amongst all the Catholic, most of the Catholic schools here, um, 
in Portland is about 18000 It's about the same for all of us. And that's a lot of money. So our average financial aid package is very generous. It's $11,700 is our average package. So you can see that really brings it down to be much more affordable for the families who qualify. Yeah. Um, so there will be a table there with with our CFO who can answer questions about financial aid and, and about how to apply, et cetera. Uh, it's wonderful. It's great to hear. Again, it is the Jesuit High School Open House. It's coming up a week from this Sunday, October 29th, 1 to 4 p.m., right there on the Jesuit campus on Beaverton Hillsdale Highway in Portland, Beaverton area. And you do need to pre-register, and you can do that on the Jesuit website. That would be jesuitportland.org forward slash open house. Erin DeClotz, she is the admissions director at Jesuit High School, and she's very busy, so we're going to let her go. So thank you so much, Erin. Great to talk with you again, and just have a wonderful open house. Always wonderful. Thank you, David. Have a blessed day to you and all your listeners. Thank you. You as well. It is 8.52 here at Mater Day Radio. I want to go to Jesuit. I, well, I, <laughs> my daughters did, and it was wonderful. Yeah. You had just such a wonderful experience and oh, a great no staff, supporting teachers and faculty. That is just a, really a great opportunity for people mm-hmm. in the area. Now, you can find out all kinds of information that about things that are happening in the area. Go to materdayradio.com. Under the Get Involved menu, you're going to find the community calendar. There's all kinds of things happening there. Deborah, I think every day is adding more and more and more things. It is so full. So thank you, Deborah, for keeping all of that straight because it's so easy for people to go right there, materdayradio.com, look and see what's coming up. You'll also access the calendar on the Hail Mary Media app. It also has that interactive map. So once you've decided what you want to do, well, that integrated map will get you right to where you need to be. Now, if your parish or ministry is offering a special event, you want to get on the calendar, be sure to let Deborah know, and you can send that information and find out how, materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Day Radio in this prayer to St. Joseph. Let us pray. St. Joseph, you are the chaste and loving spouse of the Virgin Mary, the foster father of Jesus, the protector and provider of the Holy Family and all families. We have complete confidence in your loving care for new life and in your fidelity to the family. We commend our efforts to your prayers and protection. Help us always to defend the gift of human life, that it may grow to the abundance of eternal life promised and bestowed on us by your Son, our brother, Jesus Christ. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. 
What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. And it is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. Take one last look at your forecast this morning. Uh, they did issue a dense fog advisory, by the way, in the greater Portland, Vancouver area till about 10 this morning. So you may encounter some fog out there in this area. See a high of 72 degrees, though, under sunny skies later today. Partly cloudy tonight, low of 55, and then partly sunny for Friday, 71-year high Saturday, a few more clouds, high of 67. It is currently 52 degrees in the Rose City. And closing our show here is Scott Movahill and Joy. I just want to bring a little joy, make a happy noise. I can't hold the weight of the world, but I can carry a tune to rejoice in the rain, smile in the face of pain. Oh, life's no easy game, but I choose to bring a little joy. The system's hardly working, and for some it's getting worse. They tell you what you don't deserve with lines that they've rehearsed. Brothers, we are patient, and in the rocky ground we work. is a verse I just want to bring a little joy Make a happy noise I can't hold the weight of the world But I can carry a tune To rejoice in the rain Smile in the face of pain
That is Scott Mulvihill and Joy. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, that's the morning blend. Look at that. we got to wrap it up already. All right. Thursday's done. Bring on Friday. Thank you very much. End of the week. So appreciate you joining us today. We'll be back tomorrow. And that is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. Remember, you can live with passion with Father Cedric this evening at 7.30. And great programming all day long. We hope you have a very blessed day.